One night, some time after the resurrection of Jesus, a fascinating event occurred on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Peter, James, John, Nathaniel, Thomas, and two other disciples went fishing. These experienced fishermen completely failed, catching nothing. At daybreak, they saw someone standing on the shore and heard him cry out, Children, do you have any fish? John 21 5. When they responded that they did not. The stranger on the shore said, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some, John 21 6. Scripture does not tell us what went through the minds of the disciples after the visitor said this. Without dissent, they did what they were told. Surprisingly, this was not how they responded to a similar request earlier in their lives, Luke 5 5. However, it is likely that the cranial wheels began to turn until it all became clear when they were unable to haul the net into the boat because it was so heavy with fish. John said to Peter, It's the Lord. And Peter threw himself into the sea, to go to his Lord. The other six disciples came in the boat, dragging the net, John 21 7-8. Then they saw this. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord, John 21 9-12. The Sovereign Lord Jesus had engineered all of this. He caused them to fail at their task by sending fish elsewhere then subsequently filling their net at his command. He provided bread, fish, and a fire on which to cook the catch. Had Jesus searched around for some dry wood previously? Did he start the fire? Had he gone fishing himself? He could not have bought some bread and fish at a market in the middle of the night, surely. We are not told, but I can't help but wonder if he just said, let there be. So, why would Jesus arrange this event? Certainly, one reason was to again remind his disciples that he would supply for their future lives and ministries. Another was to have a heart-to-heart with Peter, John 21 15-19. Last but not least, it was to demonstrate that he was a servant. We may balk at this description, but we are plainly told in Scripture that servant is one of his characteristics. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, Philippians 2 5-7. Yes, Jesus, the Lord God Almighty in the flesh, served the disciples as cook, fire builder, and provider of fish and bread at breakfast that morning. Was serving others unusual for him during his ministry on earth? No. Twice this heavenly breadwinner provided fish and bread for thousands of people, Matthew 14 13-21 and Matthew 15 32-39. In the waning days of his ministry, he knelt like a servant to wash his disciples' feet. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him, John 13 5. Jesus is a servant and will remain so in his heavenly kingdom in which he will reign as supreme Lord over all things. It may stun us, but Jesus said he would serve us after his return. Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast, so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them, Luke 12 35-37. 
Let's ponder this for a moment. The King of all kings and Lord of all lords will serve you, me, and all Christians dinner, dressed like a servant. What will we do? Will we protest like Peter who said to the Jesus, You shall never wash my feet, John 13 8. We may be aware of Jesus' response. If I do not wash you, you have no share with me, John 13 8. What does the word share mean? The Lumnita's Greek-English lexicon defines it as an idiom, literally to have a part and to experience along with others, to experience together with, to share in experiencing. 2. If we will not allow Jesus to serve us, we will not share in the depths of experiencing the wonders of our Savior and Lord. How is it possible that the Creator and Sovereign Lord of all that exists, who knows all things and can do all things, will serve us like a servant? Once again, He defeats our comprehension at every turn. Jesus, there is none like you in heaven or in earth. We praise you. One all scripture quotations are from the Holy Bible, English Standard Version, 2016. Crossway Bibles. Tulu, J. P. and Nita, E. A. 1996. In Greek-English Lexicon of the New Testament, based on semantic domains, electronic ed. Of the second edition, Volume 1 p. 808. United Bible Societies. Give courtesy Giphy.